0: Hey everyone, Catherine and Dave here from Fantasy Fitnessing, and we're just going to do a little Rogue Invitational Recap show, kind of looking at how things panned out for our Saw cap game. So, first thing we are going to look at is that Catherine's team was my team was better than Dave's. <laughs> I the was...
1: Most important stuff.
0: <laughs> I was 30th with 4,020 points and Dave was 78 with 3,180 points. So really the most important part of recapping nine game. is yeah. I beat Dave.
1: Oh yeah. You, what'd you have? You had Jeffrey Adler, Jonah BKG, Emma Lawson, Annie daughter, and Laura Horvath. So uh, picking the women's podium definitely helped you out there.
0: Yeah, yeah that definitely carried my team. <laughs>
1: And yeah, Ether and then he was third. And then Koski and BKG, kind of interesting to see those guys round out your team and still, still brought you out. I can't what was BKG?
0: Both those guys were top ten, weren't they? Mm, not when my Koski was. let mm, BKG ended up sixth, and Koski was not in the top ten. No, oh, okay. Kosi kind of my outlier.
1: That but... your you're anchor,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and then, I'll take thirtieth. Yeah, thirtieth. I
0: know here. Yeah,
1: hundred points back of the top ten percent, and two hundred and thirty-five away from the podium. So you're
0: not not, not too bad.
1: And then I was I was middle of the pack. I had I guess thirty-eight ten points i wasn't that far behind um justin daros patrick velner jack farlow Laura horvath Annie thor's daughter and alexis Raptis. so um yeah jack farlow was kind of my miss there kind of expected well he was a ten dollar athlete so kind of was swinging for the fences with him you know after seeing him at uh the can west this summer i kind of you know had some insider information, or at least I thought to, uh, to see how he was going to do and being a stronger vent, Just, um, yeah, he had, he had a few misses. I think obviously it's his first major competition, but I you know, whatever day it was day three, I was like, Oh, day three is his day. That's when they were doing the duel. And then he like bailed on the, the run with the bag before the finish line. I was like, Oh, it's probably going to be the, the end of it there for him. But, uh, you kind of take the, the chances when you go kind of with the, the stars and uh, stars and the scrubs type of uh, roster creation. So this one I missed.
0: Yeah, definitely. He had two top 10 finishes and 11, like not bad for his first, like real comp, but yeah. Had he not dropped that in the duel and, you know, picked up a few more points that would help. Yeah. He
1: had, 20th and 19th and an 18th and the 17th so
0: that also yeah. brings it down
1: <laughs> yeah well yeah he's a young kid versus the strongest field there is so
0: totally that yeah he did well he was fun to watch and he was like fun to cheer for sometimes yeah. I really like having those ten dollar athletes that you're kind of like really invested in because if they crush it you'll crush it that yeah they're fun to cheer for because like, you're really into it. Yeah. And you were into it when yeah. watching Jack.
1: <laughs> yes. My reaction when he dropped the bag was yeah, pretty
0: big. <laughs> it's kind of like watching football when your wide receiver fumbles or something. Yeah, exactly. On like the TV. That. Okay. So that's how we did in the game. I hope you guys had some fun with it. Comparing with your buddies, get some people that you know around the gym playing. So then you can talk smack with them too but so just kind of pulled a bit on like who were the most selected athletes kind of who earned the most points within like the salary cap brackets and stuff like that so we're just going to run through some of that so starting out with the most selected athletes
1: oh uh, just on the women's side so what is it laura horvath was eating the way at 59 percent uh, Annie Thor's daughter was 56%, so both of them are up there. Olivia Kerstetter, 23%, so I think for the women's side, when people were taking that wild card, it was Kerstetter. Uh, then Ellie Turner at 21%, and Gabriella Magala at 21%. So interesting to see such a widespread with Horvath and Thor's daughter both being over 50%, but then you look at it and it? the top. Ten, eleven, 11, yeah, the top 11 teams all had Horvath and Thor's Daughter on the team. So um, the popular picks were also the correct
0: picks. Totally, because, like, Horvath, Thor's Daughter, Turner, and Migala were all top five. So over half the teams all picked someone from the top five. And then Kurstetter was just everybody's $10 pick. Yeah which we all, lots, lots of lineups had the $10 pick, and Chris Stetter just seemed to be the most popular one.
1: On the men's side, uh, Justin Deros was 53% teams, Roman Kronikoff, 43%, Patrick Vellner, 34 Chandler Smith, 27%, and Jeffrey Adler, 24%. So, uh, it was interesting to see kind of, you know, the top athletes from the games um, were up there. I'm surprised not to see Ricky Girard on this list, just Given the given his podium finish on the in Madison, I would have expected him up in this kind of top five list list as well.
0: So like sixteen percent of the teams picked Ricky. Okay. So. Interesting. Not really, but yeah, I thought I don't know maybe he still is sort of the the bad guy that people are cheering against versus picking. But it's interesting that again those top five most often selected were the top five guys
1: at Rogue. Yeah, it's
0: Like you guys all know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. Ricky was also a $60 athlete as well. So it could have been kind of the third best option at 60 bucks. So
0: Yeah, that could have been it for sure. If we had dropped him down to 50, he might've been um, a lot more selected athlete for sure. But he did great at the game, so you know he couldn't come cheap. No,
1: I guess yeah. What was interesting? Chandler Smith, twenty-seven percent. So basically, oh, he was a a twenty-dollar athlete just because he went through the qualifier. Uh, We went back and forth on how much to price him, um, considering um, it just his rocky history, or not rocky history, but you know. He didn't qualify for the games this year. He was kind of middle of the pack at Granite Games, but then you know wins wins the qualifier, so we, we put him with the other qualifiers, and that uh, that was kind of a gift to people who picked him.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like he was the um like ten dollar athlete, highly selected on the men's side.
1: Yeah, so it
0: was. Yeah, there's no other place to put him other than down yeah. low after not making the games, not really knowing where he stands, The only other thing we've seen him at is Can West, which the field wasn't quite deep enough to really assess where he would sit amongst like the road guys. So yeah. it's good for him. It was awesome to watch him. It was great.
1: Yeah, it was awesome to see him come back kind of. Well, on the podium but then also just kind of putting him back at where where he should be and kind of where we we hope to see him from a fan perspective it just reminded me a bit of Sam Quant last year who also missed the games showed up performed well not as as well as Chandler did but performed quite well at Rogue and then bounced back to a fourth at the games this year so hopefully we can see something from Chandler next year
0: yeah it's it's a tough sport that If you have a bad weekend, if you're not feeling hundred percent so many different factors come into play and then you miss you miss the games. Like there's no second chance. Your next chance is the next season. So it's a bit of a tough sport that way. So yeah, comeback stories are awesome.
1: Good to see. But yeah, looking at it from a a fantasy perspective, Chandler Smith was on the top twenty-one teams um, on the leaderboard there. So take uh to team 22 to to find someone who did not have chandler smith so if you're going to finish at the top you needed him and then kind of nerded out a bit with some of the kind of sti- or statistical options there and i think you if you wanted to finish in the top 10 or top 10 percent, i should say of teams in the this cap challenge there were what was it 241 different options you could have done to stay within the budget range and 240 of them had chandler smith so um (laughs) really if you were if you're going to be at the top of the leaderboard you needed chandler smith can't figure out which one did not have chandler smith but um oh here it is yeah the only only way you're getting into the top 10 without chandler smith was adler belner olsen horvath Ellie Turner, and Annie Thorstein.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. He he was the swing guy this weekend. That's cool. All right. So you needed Chandler Smith to do good, which is fun. And then, so we kind of also pulled like by salary cap bracket, who was like the best earner within those, Um, different brackets
1: yeah so I guess looking at it for on the women's side we just had two $50 athletes this time so they're the top of the group we had Horvath and Brandon um, obviously Horvath came out on top there Um, at the $40 athletes um, there was Thor's daughter Emily Lawson Gabrielle Magala Kara Saunders and Alexis Raptus and so Thor's daughter second overall there at 705 points, I think. Looking at this now, I had Alexis Rappus, so um, she definitely brought down my team, at least out of the $40 group there. At 30 bucks, we had Ellie Turner, Amanda Barnhart, Ariel Lowen, Danny Spiegel, Emma McQuaid, Matilda Garnes, Jacqueline Dahlstrom. So Turner also came out the top there with a tied for third place in terms of points at 670. And, then, $20, we had Manon, Eganese, Caroline Prevost, Annika Greer. Uh, it was Agonese, um at 555, so 140 points up on Caroline Prevost. So definitely, if there was some ground to be made with the $20 athletes, it was her. And then our $10 athletes, whereas Kerstedters, we talked about, Bailey Rogers and Andrea Solberg. So Kerstedtter was the top at 360, but not really by a whole heck of a lot, only 30 points over Bailey Rogers. So that grouping was fairly close between those top two.
0: Cool. Yeah. It's like Horvath Thorisdottir and Ellie Turner. Well, they all had like top three points. So they're going to be the top earners in their yeah. salary bracket.
1: Interesting. Thing. I wonder with the, the last time you had a, a $30 athlete that would have, you know, put up that many points um, from the salary gap. I guess the same with Chandler Smith at 20 bucks, but. It was totally. interesting. And, you kind of go a bit lower and have those home runs.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of, sometimes we get messages of like, Oh, somebody's too cheap and pick them. They can <laughs> absolutely swing your team. Like if you thought Chandler Smith was cheap, you should have picked them.
1: Yeah, hope you pick them, yeah.
0: yeah totally.
1: Uh, I've been looking at the men's side, uh, our $60 athletes, we had Medeiros, Kernikov, and Gerard. So Obviously, Eros was up there at 735 points. We had 45 points on Kernikov and 180 on Gerard, So it was a big pick there. On the $50 athletes, there was Adler, Vellner, Jason Hopper, and Sam Quant. Uh, so Adler snuck ahead of uh, Velner on that last event there in uh, heavy grace and uh, got ahead of the points that way. $40 athletes just had three here. BKG, Saxon Panchik, and Lazar Ducic. Um, this one was kind of a, an unfair battle um, just because BKG was the only one who made it through the event unscathed. Uh, I think Saxon had COVID and Lazar you know, sprained or rolled his ankle in the run. So both of them were not running at 100%. Uh, $30 athletes, um, I guess Noah Olsen, not who you would expect to see leading that group, but... Jonah Kosky, Nick Matthew, Cole Sager, and Henrik Hapalinen. Uh, so Olsen was the top one of this group, but right behind him was Koski at 20 points behind. And then, you know, our $20 athletes, obviously Chandler Smith and Tim Paulson. So uh, Chandler Smith was or far and away the best pick there. And then our $10 athletes, we had Jorge Fernandez, Scott Tetlow, and Jack Farlow. We've um, about that, Scott Tetlow. It's actually one of two athletes that wasn't on anybody's roster this time, so he had a bit of a, a rocky, rocky lead up to the the event itself. So, uh, but he was one of the the few people left off the the fantasy boards this weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah, because the other one was Andrea Solberg was not selected to any other lineups. So, yeah, so that's sort of the how they perform per salary cap and I find it interesting like not often would you expect your 20 dollar athlete to beat out your top performing 30 and 40 and 50 dollar athletes yeah but that's what happens when these podiums okay so the perfect team yeah. you could have maximized your absolute most points
1: yeah so the perfect team uh, for this one, sorry, uh, yeah, the perfect team had 4,350 points, so what was that? 45 points over the winners here. So, the winners did a pretty good job of picking their rosters this time. But Justin Medeiros, Jeffrey Adler, Chandler Smith, Laura Horvath, Ellie Turner, and Annie Thor's daughter uh, all would have had you at 250 bucks, so every last penny for your team there. Uh, But that was the perfect roster, which I guess looking at it makes sense that you essentially had both sides of the podium there. That was the men's podium, and Ellie Turner tied Emma Lawson for points, just kind of lost on the tiebreak there for third place. So um, it's not too often that you would be able to get both podiums within the budget there, but that's what it took this time to win, or to get the perfect bracket, I should say.
0: Yeah, that's kind of cool to see that it's like essentially – both podiums worked out perfectly. Yeah, the, the tie break with Ellie Turner, but you yeah. know that's great. And then the two top teams in the salary cap game—they had all three of the women that were matching like the perfect lineup with Horvath, Turner, and daughter. And then they both also had um, Roman Krennikov instead of Jeffrey Adler, so they were matching teams. So attempting to pretend what I know what I'm doing as well as the ADHD renegades were the two top teams in the salary cap. And it went down to the tie break to put attempting to pretend to know what I'm doing in first place. So I think they know what they're doing. It might might be time for a name change. Or just keep it because it's great.
1: Yeah, and then rounding up the podium in third place was Yago CFC. Uh, so they were five points behind, but they had Medeiros, Chandler, Smith, and Jeffrey Adler on the men's side, and then Annie Thor's daughter, Laura Horvath, and Amanda Barnhart. So kind of right up there in terms of points as well. Barnhart was, what, seventh or eighth on the, the leaderboard? Nice. Oh, no, sixth. So, yeah, 50 points behind Ellie Turner. So really just kind of shifted it that way, but interesting to see. Kind of a a name you don't see too often there, Amanda Barnhart.
0: Yeah, totally. She was, how many times was she picked? 28. So 16% of the teams had Barnhart on them. So, yeah. That's kind of a little bit of a recap of the salary cap game. But then we're going to look back at, we did a post on, like, my picks and Dave's picks just for the top 10. It's a, pretty hard to really pick past that. It's more like who's going to be in, who's going to be out at that point. So I had, on the men's side, I had two athletes correctly placed. I had Justin and Roman Krenikov in the correct spots at first and fifth. And Dave had Justin Maderos right. Which I think was on top of most people's like pick, yeah, kind of thing. Reigning fittest man on earth, he should be in your number one spot. And then on the women's side, I had both Laura Horvath and Emma Lawson in first and third. And Dave also had two placed correctly with Laura Horvath and Ariel Lowen in tenth. So I'd say that's pretty good out of ten.
1: Yeah. It, it... I don't know. It's interesting to see that, at least on the men's side, the only picks that we missed in terms of being in the top 10 or correctly picking the top 10 were Saxon and and Ducek, who both were underperforming due to injury or health issues. And then I missed Danny Spiegel. I had her in ninth place when she finished 12th, and you had Emma McQuaid finishing 10th and she finished 13th. So relatively close in terms of an overall leaderboard perspective
0: yeah i'd say nine out of ten athletes in both fields we both had correct differently correct
1: yeah. but correct i
0: don't know i'm happy with 90 percent in terms of in and out right
1: yeah considering... i probably wouldn't
0: have expected it to honestly be that high
1: yeah yeah you know, it was tough no i think we did it before we knew any of the events as well or how many events there was going to be so kind of shooting oh yeah. in the dark
0: Definitely shooting in the dark, just sort of based on past rogue assumptions on how they would move forward with it. So, yeah, I think it's pretty good. It was fun. Fun to make some picks. Fun to watch CrossFit fun. again. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's always fun to watch CrossFit. Yeah. And there were some really fun events and different outcomes and things that happened. And, yeah, it was a great weekend. All right. And to finish off, our next game is going to be Dubai. We might look into some other smaller offseason ones, depending how the athletes all line up and that. But yes, make sure you're getting your lineup set for Dubai. We're also going to be running a fantasy game for the competition at the box that we go to at Barracks Fitness here in Calgary. So it's the same weekend as Dubai, so if you're in doing that, you'll also see the barracks leaderboard. There are a few athletes that compete there that were at Canwest and are kind of pushing that semifinal level. So if you want to send a barracks fitness um, battle in the barracks lineup, feel free. And, yeah, that is it for our Rogue recap show, and we will see you on the leaderboard next time we run a game. (laughs) Okay.